0: if you're innovating, creating, or making a difference. This show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Dot Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do.
1: Our float is called Aquatic Aspirations, and it gives a story about a journey of a big submarine trying to look for hidden treasure, but actually comes across something much more beautiful.
2: We basically getting involved with, this case, Cal Poly, almost a year in advance to find out what kind of flowers they're looking for.
3: I'm in charge of getting all of the donations from the farmers and then getting them on the trucks and getting them down here. Behind
4: us, they're cutting up oranges and kumquats and grapefruit, a lot of it is going into the jellyfish. As
0: Pasadena prepares for its 131st Rose Parade on New Year's Day, The students at Cal Poly Universities have been getting their school's 72nd Rose Parade entry ready. The Cal Poly University's Rose Float is the only student-built float in the Rose Parade. And it's also unique in the way it's constructed. Students at Cal Poly Pomona build half the float, while students at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo construct the other half. Then in October, the two halves get joined together, and from there on in, everybody works together, to finish it. During Deco Week at Phoenix Decorating Company's Rosemont Pavilion, students from both campuses were on hand, decorating the float with all kinds of organic materials. Student Iliana Sensur Explain the float's theme.
1: So our float is called Aquatic Aspirations, and it gives a story about a journey of a big submarine trying to look for some type of hidden treasure, but actually comes across something much more beautiful and much more unexpected, which is a sunken shipwreck. And what leads the submarine to that um, is a bunch of sea animals. So we have our jellyfish, we have some of our sea turtles, kind of guiding it and leading it to this beautiful sunken paradise, if you will. But we still wanted to give everyone the idea that we have so many other elements on our float it's not just the focus of that so seeing how we have many details fine detailing especially along the shipwreck all the animals so it's just a pretty great story about just what leads to something else bigger than what's expected
0: Tell me the story of your experience so far, please, with this particular float.
1: It's been pretty great. I've met so many great people. I've had a lot of great memories. It was actually surprising when I first started the program. It took me aback because it wasn't something I was actually fond of until I was actually forced, slashed, convinced by a friend to come join and see what the program was about, and I ended up liking it, loving it, and now it's kind of my life this year but I've had a wonderful experience working with everybody. What
0: kind of engineering major are you?
1: I'm actually not an engineering major. I'm a biology major and a chemistry minor.
0: And what year at Cal Poly? I'm a fourth year. So I'm speaking to a senior. What would you like your career to be?
1: I, it's actually pretty closely related to the flow. I am actually going into marine biology. So right now I'm doing more of my general stuff, but I am going to be focusing more um, this upcoming year towards the marine bio aspect.
0: Oh, cool. If you had to tell your grandchildren, 50 years from today, a story about working on this float, what would be your favorite story to tell them?
1: Ooh, probably the scaffolding. Scaffolding is so much fun, which is the different layers that they use with the ladders to build up and actually decorate the stuff on top. Those have been by far the best. It's really invigorating getting your energy pumped and your blood flowing going up there. It's really scary, but it's actually a lot of fun, and especially seeing all the hard work you do once you come down is probably the best part.
0: I'm remembering the jungle gyms of my youth, scary but also fun. Yes,
1: indeed. It's a lot like that, especially trying to stay safe and not fall off. (laughs) That
0: would be a little embarrassing. Indeed it would. What has been your best creative challenge as a bio major who's also doing an art thing here now, getting this float together?
1: Probably trying to separate my creativity and my realism so as I mentioned I am a marine biology major so there are some elements on the float that actually don't appear in nature like the kelp forest next to a coral bank for example so I think that was probably my hardest part but doing all the detailing and like little fine things hasn't been that hard of a challenge it's more looking for the time to do them all and the patience as well.
0: What are the next 48 hours going to be like for you?
1: Tiring, hectic, but we're going to pull through, we're going to finish this float, and it's going to look amazing.
0: And my final question is always, if people could only get one thing from you about innovation, creativity, and making a difference, what would you like them to take away from it?
1: I would probably say try your best, test things, see what works, what doesn't work. It takes patience, but ultimately, the more you try, the more you do see what's good, what's bad, you'll get your best result.
0: Ileana, thank you for your time today. Of
1: course. Thank you.
0: You and I have been listening to Cal Poly marine biology major Ileana Sensur. You can find more information about the Cal Poly University's Rose Float at rosefloat.org. That's rosefloat.org. And be looking for aquatic aspirations as the 2020 Rose Parade goes by. Meanwhile, one requirement for all Rose Parade floats is that they be covered every inch with organic materials. The Cal Poly University's Rose Floats flowers are mostly California grown. On site at Decorating Places on Sunday, December 29th, were three staff members of the California Cut Flower Commission. The CCFC, for short, represents more than 225 California flower growers, and they donated the flowers which the Cal Poly students were using on their float aquatic aspirations. Dave Pruitt is the CEO of the California
4: Cut Flower Commission.
0: So, Dave, may I start with you?
4: Yes. Would you tell me about what's going on behind us, please? Well, behind us is they're cutting up oranges and kumquats and grapefruit. A lot of it is going into the jellyfish. If you look out there, you'll see it. You'll see it on the jellyfish. The flowers and stuff are mostly right over here, because this is where all the flowers are being processed, and all those roses have to be trimmed and then put in little vials so that they have water and they'll last through the float from now on.
0: Now, they're making this seem easy. I'm sure it's not. What do you have to keep in mind so that all of this, today is the 29th of December, still looks nice at New Year's Day at 8 o'clock?
4: Well, they go through in a process that from their experience where they're using the flowers first that are going to give them the longest life. So a lot of the flowers that they're using first have been dried. They've been ground up to give them the color that you see on there. And then they're using a lot of seeds and coffee grinds and materials that will last. So that's why right now you see the, one of the last things they're doing is doing the flowers because they're going to have the shortest you know, shelf life on the float.
3: They have to clean the water tubes, they have to make sure that those tubes are clean.
0: Anna Callens is CCFC's event coordinator and procurement
3: specialist. So they do a bleach rinse twice to clean out the tubes and then they use a flower solution, like a flower preserving solution, floral food, and then put the flowers on there. And. Also keep them in the cooler. And Dan Vordale is
0: the current acting chair of CCFC and the president of Lompoc-based Oceanview Flowers. And your title also says Farm Ambassador. Would you tell me a little bit about growing
2: these, please? Sure, absolutely. So the flowers that are going to be on this on the Cal Poly float, basically they're going to have about 35,000 stems of flowers that are all, or at least 95% are produced in California so it's a fantastic number and that's sort of just the flowers not including like dave said all the other seeds and you know lentils and everything else that goes on it but yeah we basically get involved with with in this case cal poly almost a year in advance to find out what kind of flowers they're looking for what kind of look is there and then we along with other i think 22 other farms this year are actually producing flowers for them specifically for the parade
0: What's been the biggest challenge of a flower or a plant to produce for them? What's been, oh, no, I'm not sure we can do this, if there was any such thing?
2: So I think, so we and our company at Ocean View, we are outdoor field flower growers. So we're not growing in greenhouses. So we have really no control over Mother Nature. So we have to kind of select the crops that we know are going to be ready in time for them to have for the event itself versus a greenhouse grower that can actually schedule the crop and control the environment. So we all have different challenges unique to our own farm. But really I just it's a matter of just kinda being conservative and knowing not to try to overpromise that flowers will be ready for the event because otherwise the flower procurement person has to scramble to try to find something else.
3: Anna, you started giggling when he said that. Why are you laughing? Oh, well, I'm in charge of getting all of the donations from the farmers and then getting them on the trucks and getting them down here. Oh, fun, fun, fun.
2: (laughs) Yes, very fun. So I'll tell you a great example is we, we provided at Ocean View some flowers for some of the FTD, the vintage vehicles. And so... Anna had given us the product to procure. We had it all put together. We shipped it on the truck that she wanted it to be shipped on. And lo and behold, I get a phone call from her the other day on my way down that the flowers never made it here to the Rose Parade. We did a little investigating, and we were lucky to be able to find the flowers at a trucking company that got left behind. So we went over and picked up the flowers and brought them over here, and life was good. How did you know they didn't make
3: it? Well, we have an inventory list, and I can tell. I've been working with this list for almost a year, and I can tell when something's not in, and I'm missing a company. I have a giant checklist, so I can almost immediately tell that there's something Something missing.
0: (laughs) How did you first get involved in doing this and providing these flowers for Rose Parade and specifically for Cal Poly?
3: I think, well, Cal Poly used to procure the flowers themselves. So a student would go around with a truck and go pick up all these flowers individually at different farms. They would call farms individually for a donation. And there was no centralized person that was in charge of it. And flowers would get left behind or or not picked up. And then it was the wrong flowers. So we just tried to make it easier for everybody, for the students too. Because then it used to be just donations of like, we'll take whatever you have from the farms and now we've been able to streamline it where we can be more specific and more controlled in what we're asking for in the donations. And it's resulted in some great awards that the students have gotten. They've gotten the extraordinary award and I think they got the president's award the year previous. And those are are awards that usually go to like professionally built floats and not usually the self-built volunteer floats. So that was a big honor. And self-built, for anybody that isn't familiar with that term,
0: means volunteer and not built commercially.
3: Correct, yeah. On a budget, asking for donations. I mean, Cal Poly gets a lot of their other supplies donated, too. Like, they try to get their produce donated. I know that this year they got a lot of flax seeds donated. So, yeah, they are always looking for donations to, you know, any any little bit helps. If we had to buy these flowers to put them on a float, what would they run us? I did the calculations one year. I think it's close to $70,000. Because you're you know, you've got over 30,000 stems. Oh, maybe no. Is that correct? Yeah, it could be because some like proteas are over $3 a stem wholesale.
4: Def- definitely definitely over $50,000 for sure. Yeah.
3: I want to say that it's around 65,000. David, don't want to be ignoring you here. No, what do we
0: What do we need to keep in mind if heaven forbid mother nature does the dreaded are
4: where she wouldn't dare but (laughs) she won't this year The weatherman's already promised us that but yeah keep in mind that you need to bring your umbrella if you're going to be out there watching the parade in person they usually get pretty prepared and they start moving things undercover real fast and they've been able to do it in the past so you know it's a struggle the nice thing is is they've got a permanent building that they're using now Where in in years past it wasn't a tent so they had to deal with a lot of leaks and things like that so this they're better set up now for bad weather than they have been in the past.
0: I've always wondered how they keep everything looking so nice if it ever dares to I will not say the word.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The fresh flowers wouldn't mind so much you know a little bit of rain they wouldn't like it would be the dry product that's been mixed with glue that would start to not look so nice yeah. It will not do this year we already have a promise. I'd love
0: to know what's been the best experience for each of you so far can I start with you? my best
4: experience yes so far this year i think it's been so far just meeting people that have been doing this for decades volunteering and just enjoying it and i've gotten other people involved in volunteering and you know they're passionate about it but they're just coming out here as volunteers and i think that's really that's amazing
3: I I like educating people where their flowers come from. You know, 75% of your consumers don't know where their flowers are grown. And so that's one of our jobs as our farm ambassadors here is to let them know that if you want to support your local farmers, you want to look for that California-grown label in your your retail or ask your florist to source California-grown. And then if you're not from California, you need to look for the American-grown label. And that will support our domestic farmers.
0: Let's put a shameless plug in here. We're going, to the grocery, we're going to the grocery store a week after the 1st of January, after New Year's Day. How do we make sure we're supporting our local farmers here in California?
3: I think Dan can speak more on this point. So,
2: yeah, I think that basically what you need to do when you're in the store is look for on the sleeve itself, if you're going into a grocery store, look for that American grown logo or the California sticker, the license plate sticker that says California grown or American grown. That guarantees you that the product is domestically produced, and that's a great place to buy your flowers that are super fresh. And what's been your best experience so far this year getting ready for this parade? Yeah, I would say clearly with Anna, just my experience of talking to the public as they come by and just kind of educate them on, do you know where your flowers come from? Without a doubt, everybody says no. So when you explain to them what the statistics are and the importance of supporting us as local growers, the kind of light goes off on their eyes and they go, wow, that's you know really good to know. So just the interaction with the public and talking to them about, what we do and how we do it, and where we grow our flowers, and how we get our flowers to market, is it's been really, really rewarding. Yeah, when you say
0: what the statistics are, I already know the statistic of how many flowers on this float were locally grown. But what about everyday?
2: So everyday production, I think, is was it domestically? We're only about 15% of the market. So the other percentage is all basically grown from outside of the United States.
0: So we kind of need to change that. We're we're working towards it. <laughs> How can people find more information about what you're doing? Is there a website they can check?
3: Yeah, they, they can go to the California Cut Flower Commission's website. It's CCFC, so Charlie, Charlie, Frank, Charlie.org, and there's information for both. CCFC.org. Yes, yeah, and there's information there. And they can
2: also go to the American Grown website as well. So.
0: And the American Grown website is?
3: AmericanGrownFlowers.org
0: americangrownflowers.org. And
4: and to really really experience American flowers and California flowers go to the field the vase portion of that and we put on six dinners a year in the flower fields and so you get to be on a farm with the flowers and enjoy that and and continue to learn more about you know growing flowers directly from the farmer that has that farm that we're having dinner at. It's an amazing event.
0: Sounds like something for people to resolve to do in the new year.
4: Yes, definitely, definitely, (laughs) it's a bucket list event. Just
3: like the rose, yeah, just like the rose parade.
0: What are the next 48 hours going to be like for each of you? Can I start with you this time, Dan?
2: Well, the next 48 hours for me is I'm going back to work, and I'll come. (laughs) I'll be back down here on Tuesday, but yeah, no, I think it's kind of crunch time So everyone here, especially on the Cal Poly float They've got to get it done and they're gonna be working around the clock to make it happen They're to the point where like Dave said they've got all the the seeds and the dried products are on and completed Now they've got to get the flowers out there and get them on the float and get them ready to go So it's gonna be a busy time for them
3: have for you met. For me, I'm going to be focusing on our certifications. So today we're going to the Equest Fest today to certify two of the equestrian teams that are California Grown certified. It's the Mini Therapy Horses and Blue Shadows Mounted Drill Team. And then on New Year's Eve, the floats will be done and the FTD cars will do the Cal Poly certification, the FTD, all the VIP parade vehicles, the Valley Hunt Club, and then also Wells Fargo. So they're all using at least 85%
4: California grown this year.
3: That was going to be my question, what you yeah. meant when you said certification. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: that's it. Yeah. How about I'm, go- I'm going with Anna to all the certification uh, ceremonies, <laughs> so we're doing that together.
0: And finally, if people could only get one thing from any of you about innovation, creativity, and making a difference, what would you want them to take away from you?
4: I'd want them to take away when they're out purchasing flowers to just make a conscious choice to buy American grown flowers, California grown flowers.
2: I think the takeaway for the American consumer is that most of them are now buying their flowers in supermarkets. So whether it's Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or Vons or whatever, they understand that the flowers now are coming to them are fresher, they're in a better shape, they're at a better value and higher quality. And really just the theme is buy flowers every week.
3: Yeah, more flowers for more people. Celebrate every day. Thank you, Dave, Anna, and Dan, for
0: your time today. It's great to talk to you.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.
0: You and I have been listening to California Cut Flower Commission CEO Dave Pruitt, CCFC Event Coordinator and Procurement Specialist Anna Callens, and CCFC Acting Chair Dan Bordale, who's also the president of Ocean View Flowers in Lompoc. You can find out more about the California Cut Flower Commission on their website, ccfc.org. That's CCfc.org. Also, check out the American Grown Flowers website at Americangrownflowers.org and the event that Dan mentioned may very well wind up on your bucket list. That's the Field DeVay's dinner tour. According to the website, the 2020 dates are coming up soon. Meanwhile, be watching for Cal Poly University's 72nd Rose Float, Aquatic Aspirations in the 2020 Rose Parade, which starts at 8 o'clock on New Year's Day in Pasadena. And have a very happy new year. And that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. Listen to more Over Coffee podcasts at 2Mavericks.com. That's two, T-W-O, Mavericks, M A V E R I X twomavericks.com. And you can contact us at 2Mavericks at gmail.com. The music you're hearing is royalty-free production music provided by Pond5 at pond5.com. I'm Dot Cannon. Here's wishing you a cappuccino day.